We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is July 14th, 2022. My name is Jonathan Osborne. I'm here with my co-host. We're wearing the same t-shirt, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? I I appreciate. I just want you guys to know, Jonathan was like getting his bearings before hitting record. And he says it's 714th. And that really cracked oh, me I up mean, for some I, reason. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, my bad. and so you were laughing and we were laughing a little bit before. Anyway, yeah. No, um, I got on. I don't even think I knew Jonathan had the shirt that I'm wearing. And then producer Kevin was like, hey, why don't you just turn around backwards? So I said, don't have to tell me twice. So if you guys yeah. are watching on YouTube, you get it in all its glory. Number one dad. And then Jonathan's wearing the front of it with the magic logo. Yeah. So we're off got to this a, shirt a few uh, Father's Days start. ago. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I don't wear it like usually out in public. So I just find, I wore it like, to a I literal magic game. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, that's good on you. My no, clothing like, no was limited. Audio. I was just in Florida longer than expected, and it was for Markel Fultz's return. Respectfully, so. I would not wear it in public, but I, it's a nice gift from my kids. And I mm. wear it on here because you can't see the number one dad. And then like Luke got on here, like, oh, we're wearing the same shirt. So, yeah pretty hilarious so we've got a fun a bunch uh, of stuff uh to go over um yeah obviously paolo has been shut down for summer league uh caleb houston signed to the magic some other stuff came out obviously the the game monday versus the oklahoma city thunder which we can talk about as well um before we do that obviously just our weekly housekeeping stuff uh we've got an open position here at the six man show we're looking for a social video producer someone really to just help us increase our social media reach uh help us you know put clips together and upload youtube twitter facebook tiktok all that kind of stuff the tiktok so if you guys are uh, interested in that hit us up at sixth man show pc at gmail.com again that's sixth man show pc at gmail.com we're starting to set up uh you know, interviews and everything like that so um, yeah if you're interested in joining the team hit us up 
And then really quickly, we're going to shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. We shout them out every single week. Uh, they help financially support the show. If you are interested in helping financially support the show so we can continue to do the things that we do, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. And now we are going to shout out those Hall of Fame tier patrons. Shout out Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, and Gotti 93. Thank you guys so much for your support. Luke, some fun Orlando Magic news this week. You know, we talk about how we don't really get enough national coverage and national attention but we're starting to get some of that um it's really starting to come in like podcast form three pretty popular podcasts no chill with gilbert arenas road tripping with rj uh, richard jefferson and channing fry and all the smoke with matt barnes and stephen jackson so this really the last couple of days uh, rj hampton recorded with gilbert arenas for the no chill with gilbert arenas podcast um, jonathan isaac and gary harris uh, recorded an episode of road tripping with channing fry and richard jefferson shout out blue wire network those episode that episode was filmed at the win bet studio in las vegas so that's yep. pretty exciting those guys are, are doing stuff with the blue wire fam and then all the smoke Paolo Bancaro was on with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. So really looking forward to all of those. Luke, which of those is your favorite? Like which podcast? Yeah. So I I have, even though I don't listen to it as much anymore, uh, Road Trippin' was absolutely my favorite back when they were in Cleveland. When right. when RJ and, and Channing were in were in Cleveland. So I I love. I'm very partial to that one. That's the one that I've honestly listened to the most. I just I I love that that show. Um, not just saying that, but yeah. So I, I definitely that one. I give a lean to that one. Is there one of those that you like most? I would say each of them brings something different. Like yeah. I think the chemistry and just the back and forth banter of road tripping is the best. Yeah. Um, all the smoke usually gets like the best stories from guys. Right. Like you get a lot of like cool Kobe stories on there. Obviously, you know, Matt Barnes and, and Steven Jackson were mm -hmm. really colorful players, you know, back in their day. And then Gilbert Arenas is, you just never know what that dude is going to say. So I think all of them bring something or different do. out of those three. Um, I'm looking for what did you just say? I said you said you never know what Gilbert Arenas is gonna say, and I said or do. That's a fact, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did he just did he just diss me? I, I couldn't no. I couldn't tell if I said something I no, wasn't supposed yet. to. We haven't reached Which, that part. Yeah, of the we'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm most excited for the all the smoke with Paolo though. Like we just want to hear more from the rookie. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah for sure. But I am interested um, as far as Gary Harris goes. You know, being on road trip and. I'm hoping he talks about just why he re-signed in Orlando, what what went into that, and just getting like genuine answers from him. I've wanted that perspective for you know since he did re you know since he did sign essentially. So hoping hoping he gives us a, a good interview. We tried to get that interview for obvious reasons. It didn't work out with us getting Gary Harris on the show, but yeah, definitely we wanted them to have to him. You know, we were just like, y'all take him. I guess, you oh, know, like fellow blue wire podcast, you know, you guys right. definitely need the, you they know, owe the, us uh, exposure, but... you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, we, those guys owe us one. I'm also yeah. looking forward to hearing from J.I. It's been a while since we've heard him. Um, like it really in like that casual of a setting. I think I'll be interested to see if Channing and RJ can kind of 
drag mm. out some more details around the injury and the rehab. Yeah, know? that would be because the cool thing about the the these players and you know the quote unquote the new media doing these podcasts is these guys are definitely more comfortable and open up a lot more on those types of podcasts than maybe they would like with us. Yeah, they're one of them. Yeah. You know, hey, did you uh did you pay any attention to Richard Jefferson refereeing the the summer league game the other night? So I actually I didn't watch it live because that was latest freak at like eleven p.m. or something. So latest I did not freak twenty five years old eleven o'clock latest freak. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I watched the next day. I was intentional about finding you know the interview on YouTube, the highlights if you will, or low lights from him <laughs> refereeing. He's just a funny dude. Like He is just entertainment all the time. And so I, I appreciated it. I think it was really cool for him to do that. He didn't need to do that by any means. And so the fact that he did it, put himself out there, he put himself in situations that can make him feel really dumb. You know, those refs that he spent all those years heckling and giving a hard time for foul calls, getting to be one of them, said that he's going to do it next offseason or next summer league as well. So interested to see... If there's uh, if he does do that and see kind of the content they can get from it again because they really pushed it, they milked it, and you needed to for an 11 p.m. summer league team that summer league game that really didn't have too much incentive to watch otherwise. Right. No, it was a lot of fun. The funniest thing to me was you could tell he's sitting in the stands uh, with Monty McCutcheon before he went mm-hmm. down to ref the the, yeah. the game. It, it, he did just the second quarter. You could tell how nervous he was, mm-hmm. and for a guy who is usually pretty cool. It was it was funny to see that he he was definitely nervous and he talked about just like how fast the game moves and he said his head was still spinning yeah. after he you know was well, done with that yeah and they had that one play Jonathan where he did not put his hand up for the three he repositioned himself accurately you know as a ref can and that's the best I can really explain because I'm not a ref but he repositioned they applauded him for like repositioning himself but then he forgot to put the arm for the three pointer. And uh, he talked about it, and he was like, yeah, I missed it. I missed it for sure. But it was fun to see him be in a position. He's already, like, easy to make fun of, you know? He just puts himself out there, though, and that's kind of, like, his thing. He's on TikTok a lot, people roasting him for being bald, just things like that. So he's he's always a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's a good thing when you can dish it and you can take it. I always appreciate that, and he, he uh, he can definitely do both. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. In other magic news, so this is something that we really talked about on our last podcast. So we recorded Sunday night. Literally, we finished recording about an hour later. News breaks that the Orlando Magic were signing Caleb Houston to a deal. So today, the actual details of that contract came out. Um, but Caleb Houston signed a four-year, $8.2 million contract with the Orlando Magic. Uh, $4 million guaranteed. So $2 million this season and in the 2023-2024 season. The 2024-2025 season is $2 million. It's non-guaranteed. And then the 2025-2026 season, there is a team option that is not guaranteed. So... Uh, really excited for Caleb Houston. I think a lot of Magic fans were excited for what they saw out of Caleb Houston the first few summer league games. Didn't have a really hot showing Monday night. Uh, we'll talk about the Oklahoma City game. But I think he definitely showed enough. Um, and just some of the things that we talked about. You know, he's a tall guy. moves well, well without the ball. He's a solid defender. You know, 6'8", moves well without the basketball. Good basketball IQ. High character. All yeah. of the things that this front office likes. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's good to see that he got that contract. We were, you know, we've been talking. It's been kind of a, a topic that we've covered quite a bit here in the last couple episodes. I'm interested to see what's next. You know what? Okay, you signed the guy that you clearly wanted. You gave him four years, and you you did it after a summer league game when he really, you know, didn't didn't produce. So clearly, they already had an idea. We know this though, Jonathan. I said this the other week. They are not shy about how much they don't care for second round picks in general. So the fact they used it on Caleb Houston, I am not really shocked at all that he got to sign it for that long with that amount of money. It's it's good money for a, you know a thirty second overall pick. So good for Caleb. I think he earned it. I think he's going to be a solid contributor for this team. I'm interested to see what happens. The most interesting thing to me is that it's $4 million guaranteed, which tells me they don't plan on sending this guy to Lakeland. Like I feel like this means the kid is going to be on the roster, which is interesting now because now you have 16 guys on the roster, um, you know, including like, you know, guys like Bull Bull, uh, Devin Kennedy, who we don't know if either of those guys are going to be on the roster to start the season. Terrence Ross, obviously everyone knows it's not a secret. Last couple of months, Terrence Ross has been open about talking about, you know, that he would like to move on from the Orlando Magic and, you know, go to a more competitive situation. So now the Magic are really faced with a difficult decision. Like, 
by you know the week before I think it is the week before the regular season starts the Magic's roster needs to be down to 15 guys I think you can carry up to 20 guys throughout training camp but like the week before the season starts you need to trim it down to 15 do they waive somebody you know you can waive Devin Kennedy you can waive Bull Bull you can trade Terrence Ross for either cash considerations which to me would be a disaster or like a couple of second round picks just to kind of open up that roster spot. Uh, you know, they signed Devin Kennedy to the two year deal. Um, you know, he's making 1.7 this year, 1.9 million next year. Uh, you know, neither of those are fully guaranteed. So technically they could waive Devin Kennedy. I know there's been some questions. I've seen this from magic fans about whether or not the magic could just convert Devin Kennedy's contract to a two way. They actually can't. You can convert a two way contract to an actual contract, but if you're looking to move a guy from the roster to a two-way deal, you need to waive him. He needs to clear waivers. And then after the fact, then they could sign him to a two-way deal. What do you think is the most likely scenario? To me, what they're really looking at is either trading Terrence for picks or cash or waiving Devin Kennedy. I th- I think I'm going to say that they end up waiving Kennedy. Um I just don't know. Like, I'm not going to be surprised at either outcome. So, you know, take it with whatever you want there. But I I don't know. Like, T. Ross is still on the roster. Maybe they move him before, you know, deadline. But, and that's what I'm leaning toward. I just think that it might, if they don't find, because we say this every time, front office is not going to make a trade that they don't want to, that they feel like they're getting, you know, uh, fleeced doing, like, during that trade. They're not going to just like get rid of him, get rid of him. They know Weltman has talked about T. Ross being just a stand-up guy, a good veteran to have, you know, genuinely likes the franchise and and doesn't mind being there. Obviously, he has voiced his opinion about, you know, that he's probably going to move on. At least it feels inevitable at this point. But I don't think the Magic have a hard time holding on to him until they can get what they want or until the last second and to where they're like, okay, we've done everything we can at this point. We, we trade him for basically nothing. I wouldn't be surprised. And so I that being said, I, I do think that Kennedy being waived is probably more likely. I think I would say Devin being waived, but I'm like 60-40. Like 60% yeah, it's Devin getting waived, 40 Terrence getting traded. Terrence talked on his uh, Twitch channel. We actually like went in there like you know as doing our little sleuth skills to try to see if he had kind of switched up about his... Uh, wanting to leave Orlando because he did, um, you know, he did another podcast and it was he definitely wanted to leave, was ready to move on. Then he did the podcast where they had Devin Kennedy on, and he was talking like he was super excited about the future of the team. So we went into his Twitch chat and we we're like, hey, like, you know, have you changed your feelings about leaving the Magic? And he basically went like t- talk for like four and a half minutes about how important it is in the NBA to be a good guy in the locker room, to be you know liked in the organization. He's like, that's how you stay in the NBA for a long time. You work hard, and if you're you're a good player and you're a good person, he's like, you, you don't want to piss people off. You, you just want to be a good guy. So I don't see him all of a sudden now becoming like this locker room cancer, even if his preference would be to be moved before the season starts. I could see the front office being like, hey, we're going to move you to a contender, but you know, it, it, there's a good possibility it's not going to be until the trade deadline because if you're going to trade Terrence Ross for, let's say, two second-round picks to a contender whose second-round picks probably aren't going to be that good, if you're going to make that deal, that deal is going to be there at the trade deadline. So 
if you just want to hold on to Ross as long as you possibly can, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's only Summer League. We don't want to overreact to Summer League, but Devin Kennedy is a is a fringe NBA player. I think I don't think it's disrespectful to say that. He's a very good shooter. Uh, he's a good locker room guy, but I don't really know how much value he brings you elsewhere. He's not a guy that is really going to facilitate the offense. Um, you know, he gives good effort on the defensive end, but just due to his size, you know, and, and uh, his athletic ability, he's always going to be somewhat limited there. I don't think you lose a lot by by waving Devin Kennedy. I know there are a lot of Devin Kennedy fans out there. I like Devin Kennedy. People are going to be mad about me saying that, but I don't feel like you lose that much if you wave Devin Kennedy. And they've proven that they're like investing into Caleb Houston with the four million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. And and talking about you know Terrence Ross, he's what thirty one, thirty two. This is the last year of his deal coming up here at like eleven mil. And I like he said, the way you stick around in this league, being a good locker room guy, just being an all around you know good teammate, goes a long way. And I think that he doesn't want to burn any bridges. He doesn't want to become a guy in the locker room. Like that's the most detrimental thing he could do is become a cancer in the locker room at this point because he's, he's getting older. He seemingly regressed in the last couple of years, right? From what we knew, granted you can debate till, you know, you're blue in the face about why that is regardless numbers speak for themselves. And that's, that is what it is. So I just think that like T Ross is also doing what he can do to continue staying in the league, obviously, but maybe getting more than just like a, a a vet, you know, minimum contract, right? So just trying to keep his value up, all those sorts of things, and I think that that's kind of what he's just gonna continue to do. So and yeah, I agree with all your points about Kennedy. There's nothing really for me to add there either. So let's talk a little bit, just like a minute about Caleb. I don't want to like turn this into a whole thing, but like I, I first of all. He looks like he has the potential to be like one of the better, you know, second round picks that we've had here in a while. Like the the last second round pick that we had that really turned into like a rotation guy was Wessa Wundu. You know, he and he was, you know, in in certain um you know stretches was a, a big part of that 2018-2019, you know, run that the Magic, you know, made to the playoffs. But like I believe like Wes is out of the league at this point. So I'm pretty comfortable right now in saying that I think Caleb Houston projects to be a better player than Wessa Wundu. I think we would all agree that most of this roster projects to be better than that 2018-2019 roster, and that's why we're really excited about what we have going on right now. But I don't know that we see Caleb a ton next season just because of the amount of depth that we have, especially on the wings, like with Franz Wagner, you know, Jonathan Isaac, if he's healthy, Chuma Okiki, Paolo, RJ Hampton. Um but I do like the idea of him just being on the team and like developing over the next you know couple of years here, uh, yeah. because like we said, like he sh- he has shown plenty of flashes in summer league that he just knows what to do on an NBA floor, and a lot of the times with these second round picks, if you want to stay on the roster, like that's ninety percent of it is just knowing what to do when you're on the floor and knowing your role. Yeah, yeah, and just to add. Wes Wundu played 14 games for the Canton Charge in the G League last year, um, averaging eight points a game. So, but to your point about Caleb Houston, I, yeah, he's he's young. He's the draft pick, right? Like it all goes back to they don't waste second round draft picks. So it makes sense. 
and I I believe that you know if it, if they think it's in their best interest to keep him on board, why not? Is you it don't like, think uh, not using second round picks is not the same as wasting? Some people would argue it's wasting second round picks by just not using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's philosophy. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> philosophy. But, but we're still, philosophizing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's a word. Uh, it's yeah. not. I, I heard it in a movie once. I thought it was funny, and yeah. Apparently, you didn't get the reference. I don't. Uh, I'm what sure the you got lots too, of chuckles so. across everyone listening to this. Yeah, so maybe it's not. all right. Maybe not. It's all right. Anyways. All right, enough about Caleb Houston. We're super excited about him. Like we referenced at the beginning of the podcast, uh, basically Monday night uh, before the tip-off, OKC versus the Orlando Magic in Summer League, um, like an hour, maybe two hours. Like about I think an it was hour, like a little six, over an hour. Something was, like that. It was dirty it was, is what it was. It was It was not cool. I think it was actually a couple. I want to say it was like 6.30, because I'm pretty sure it just like ruined my entire night at that point. Um, <laughs> but Paolo is was shut down, ruled out for the rest of summer league. Uh, we've gotten some conflicting reports. If it's an ankle, if it's a cut toe, it doesn't really matter. It's not a major injury. If he had to play in an important regular season game right now, he would be able to do that. But essentially the magic saw everything that they needed to see out of Paolo Bancaro decided to shut him down for the rest of summer league. Paolo says he wanted to play, but wasn't really going to push back to the organization. It's like, you know, you've been at your new job just a couple of weeks. Like, you're not looking to take a ton of PTO, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Paolo shut down for Summer League. It sucks, but I do think we saw everything that we need to see from him, even though we want to see a lot more. Did you see the look, the expression he was giving, or the lack of expression? I understand. Like, he, so right at the beginning of the game, right? They're. They're talking, essentially huddling on the sideline, um, either before the game started or maybe during. It was a right before the game started. Right before I the game started, about. he was up there, and I was like, I was talking to Lauren, and I've been telling Lauren just for the past hour and a half how irritated I was that he wasn't playing, but that I understood. And I was like, look at him; he looks so sad. He looks like a sad puppy. He wanted dog. to play, and he wanted to play. And Lauren was like, that might just be his face. And I was like, possible. It is very possible. Paolo has just that face where you just you, it looks that way all the time. But I could see, I could see in there. I, I think I saw a tear start to come out. But you know, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I do agree. I felt like he looked like he wanted. He was standing on the sidelines and he, he looked like he was frustrated and and wanted to be out there. I mean, the the kid hasn't played a ton of basketball since the beginning of April, and then gets a few summer league practices. Maybe he's still practicing with the team. I don't really know. We know that he's not obviously not playing in the games. Right. But what was just so disappointing to me is it was the one versus two matchup in Summer League. You know, we saw him versus three, Jabari Smith. We saw him versus four, Keegan Murray. But this is where, you know, especially with all the hubaloo that's going on, you know, hubaloo, Magic Twitter and love that. hubaloo and hubaloo, otherwise. But good one. What, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's a, I'm pretty sure that's a made up word, anyways. Sure. Um, the hullabaloo about Chet Holmgren. It was like, okay, now we get to see Paolo Bancaro snap him like a breadstick. Oh. And we didn't get to see that. So, mm. you know, it's like theoretically, uh, you know, I don't speaking. mean figuratively speaking. Thank you so much. You're my Webster's dictionary tonight, I guess. Love that. Um, but yeah, he didn't get to play against Chet Holmgren. We'll have to wait until the regular season to see that. But any kind of argument that he's like, d- like ducking Chet Holmgren is, just silly in my opinion. I don't think the kids Stupid. are afraid of anybody. Stupid. Yeah. Like I said on the last pod, anyone who suggests that, you know, shut your mouth when you're talking to me. But other than that, 
I uh, yeah. I'm. Does it make you more excited for the regular season matchup of Chet versus Paolo? Like just that we didn't get to see it in summer league at all. Yeah. And so you know you get to circle that. I think I might honestly be looking forward to that more than I will a you know Paolo Jabari type of matchup now, just because we saw it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know that it's going to go exactly the same as it went. I would expect Jabari to be you know a little bit more productive there, a little bit more you know into his game, but could say the same for Paolo. I don't know. I'm I'm sure the NBA schedule is like 99.99% done. Yeah. But if I'm the league, I'm making OKC in Orlando opening night. Opening night on ESPN. On ESPN. Actually, no. Or no, 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 no. TNT. NBA, whatever you want. TNT. I, yeah. I need it on uh, inside the NBA. Yeah, that would be. We're gonna get. We're gonna get probably. I would say at least one game on TNT this year. I can't wait to see Charles and Kenny. Ernie, Shaq, talk about the magic. Yeah. Even though we're gonna wa- we're gonna be watching it, be like you guys have no idea what you're talking about. They're like, oh yeah, you know that that Chuma Okiki, you know he can't really shoot the three, and he's not a great <laughs> defender. But like they're gonna say stupid stuff like that, like they always do. Yeah. And we're gonna be angrily like tweeting about it. But Chuma Okiki, uh, I sure think, she- is a good three point shooter and is a good three point, you know, and a good defender. Just for the record, before we get right. comments on YouTube. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Part of the joke. Part of the joke. Um, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see Shaq talk about make a joke about he doesn't know half the people on our roster. I those jokes oh, are I can't be wait for him to be fun. like, you know, we still run this franchise, but uh yeah, you know, me <laughs> I and three right now about to buy the team. <laughs> which yeah, that's never gonna happen. A little bit more about Paolo. So uh, you know, part of when these guys sign and after the draft they do a bunch of media stuff with the magic you know stuff that they'll play at games they release on social media uh they asked paolo for his all-time orlando magic starting five he went with penny hardaway obviously tracy mcgrady obviously he threw dwight howard in there i'm assuming that dwight's going to be at the four he threw Shaq in there at the five and then this one was a little bit controversial but to me, it's really not the big of a deal. He threw Grant Hill in there. Obviously, mm. there's like the Duke connection there. Um, I think Grant Hill, um, he was talking somewhere. I don't think he's actually met Paolo, if I'm not mistaken. But obviously, the Duke connection is there. But some people are like, oh, it's got to be Richard. It's got to be Hito. It's got to be Nick Anderson. Like People forget that in 2004, 2005, Grant Hill... After he came back from the ankle injury in 67 games, averaged 19 points per game, 50% from the floor, 4.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.4 steals, was an all-star that year. So if we're talking about 04-05 Grant Hill, you could arguably put that up there with any Richard or Hito Turkoglu season that they had in Orlando. Like I, me, I would probably go Richard, uh, just because I think Richard's peak in Orlando was just like a little bit higher. Was part of a more successful, more successful team, gives the team a little bit more spacing and shooting. Um, I would probably go Richard, but I totally get why you would go Grant Hill. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I really think that the lineup was good. It is kind of a no-brainer, especially if you're just okay with Dwight playing the four. That team is winning ten titles in in a row, by the way. So and it's kind of hard to argue in a row. Exactly. And, but I am subbing Grant Hill out and I'm putting Richard Lewis in just for the sake of Richard. I have a, a you know, a soft spot for, for Richard. He was incredible um, and can shoot the ball, you know, comparatively. And if, if you're telling me, you know, you got to throw him out there and you got to win the game, uh, I'm just going to put Richard out there for sure. 
Yeah. And I think for like if the 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 argument was for Hito, we've got way too many ball dominant guys for Hito to be out there. Like Hito's strength was with the ball in his hands. Now he could absolutely spot up, but the magic of Hito Turkaloo was was point forward Hito Turkaloo. You've got Penny, you've got T Mac, right. you've already got Shaq out there. Like there's yeah. only one ball. So and if you got, Richard if you got just kind of spotting up is fine for me. Yeah, and if you've got Dwight at the four, you need spacing. So yeah, yes. I just think that Richard is a necessity for saying go win me a basketball game. What's your yeah. what's your roster? What's your starting five? Absolutely, that's it. But it was a great starting five. I mean, for the rookie a guy, you know, something that I always think about because we're now getting like further and further from like the glory days of this team. Yeah. These rookies that they come in, like, are we ever going to be asking Paolo about like Nick Anderson and, and Dennis Scott or, you know, Hito Turkoglu, Jameer Nelson? Because think about Paolo. The kid is what, 19 years old? The Magic were in the finals 13 years ago. So he was six years old the last time the Magic were in the finals. Do you think he's seen a lot of Jameer Nelson tape? I'm going <laughs> to guess no. So yeah. I wonder, like, do you go through like a Orlando Magic 101? Like, these are all the guys that you need to know about, <laughs> and they're going to go home and like coach themselves up. Like, I've got to be 100% real with you. Growing up, like, Tupac wasn't on the radio all the time. If I wanted to listen to Tupac, that's something you had to go back and like coach yourself up on. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing that on like 106 in Park, you know, coming <laughs> home and, and watching that after school. Like, there was like a lot of little bow wow on 106 in Park. Like growing up for us, uh-huh. if yeah, you, you want me you, to go through some of yeah. Bow Wow's albums, like I'll, like the Sierra Jaunt, like like you, I'll <laughs> go through bar for bar right now. But certain things that are before your time, you need to go back and coach yourself up on. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, nobody's gonna be asking, especially take it one step further. No one's gonna be asking Paolo, what did you think about the impact that that you know Rafer Alston had on that 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 Magic team? Paolo hasn't been on the Six Man Show yet. You never know. He hasn't, and it, it's gonna come up, you know. So you know, we'll, we'll see. But but yeah, that is crazy to think that he was six. If your math is yeah. correct, I'm trusting your math, and I don't know if 2002, I should. Two, I'm sorry, 2022 to 2009. That's 13 years. Yeah, he's 19. Okay, 19 minus 13. I'm, six. I'm tracking. Okay, that's good. I We're just want to make here. sure. I just want to thank check. you, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, Mr. Feeney. Oh man, um, I had to throw that in there. Sorry. Yeah, of course, but. Yeah, so that's that's crazy to me. That is crazy for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the uh the matchup, the just uh the wonder that was Monday night's game, Oklahoma City versus the Orlando Magic uh can the Magic. Can I be a hundred percent transparent with you? Please I mean you always are. Okay, great. Halftime of this game, I said bye. Wow. I'm, not, I'm done. You Casual. Know? This game was awful this game was terrible and second half wasn't so bad yeah i mean i wish the second half would have taken place in the first come back yeah yeah yeah. if listen if it was any bit close like it was the second half in that first half i'd probably stay up and i watch but it just i I couldn't do it i was mad that palo wasn't playing and i was like no i'm good i'm good on it yeah so, I mean, the Magic were down by as much as 18 in this game in the first half. They cut the lead to nine um, going into halftime. And then, like, most of the second half was just, like, them kind of, like, chipping away at the lead. Um, they really come all the way back. Uh, you're down by three with a minute and a half left. Devin Kennedy makes three free throws. And then it was just, like, every time the Magic 
came down. You know, I think they missed three threes to end the game. Just could not get the shot to tie the game to fall. And for an Oklahoma City team, I'm pulling up the box score again here, where Josh Giddy played 26 minutes, Trey Mann played 29 minutes, uh, James Robinson Earl, or is it James or is it Jerome Robinson James. Earl? Doesn't matter. He doesn't play for the Magic. 23 minutes. Chet Holmgren, 27 minutes in this game. So for like their, basically, all five of those guys are going to be on the, Jeremiah. See, it wasn't, see, it wasn't, (laughs) I I knew it wasn't James. Jerome was at least closer. I had the J-E-R in there. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Place for the Oklahoma City Thunder. 23 minutes. All of their starters are basically going to be on, plus uh, the the Jalen Williams, both of the guys. Seven out of their ten guys that played in this game are actually going to be on the regular season roster for the Oklahoma City Thunder. On our end, it's probably just going to be Caleb Houston, maybe Devin Kennedy. Yeah. So for them to just not put the game away, they probably don't really care about the result of this game. Like, let's be totally fair. But it was not a great look. For no, like no. a Josh Giddy and Chet no, Holmgren led no. team for the Magic to basically come all the way back. Mm-mm. No, I think they cared a little bit. They care a little bit because they're playing. They're they're a bunch of sweaty tryhards, keeping their whole roster out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like Sam Presti's like we're gonna win all the games in summer league and then we're gonna purposely lose all the games in the regular season. Let's get yeah, our wins out of, get, out of the way in let's July. Get, let's get those rings. Because it's going to be a while before we sniff them. So, yeah. I mean, if I, I don't even know, like, I'm not looking at the Summer League standings right now, but whether or not there, I mean, there's one more game, and I think it's like the top two teams are going to play this weekend for the championship. So, I don't even, with the Thunder, uh, I think they lost to the Rockets in Summer League. I don't even think they're going to be eligible. So, the Jazz are 2 0, the Knicks are 2 1, Pelicans 2 1. So they have an outside shot. There's like 10 teams that are 2-1. and one. So anyways, we'll see what happens with the Oklahoma City Thunder Summer League team. Frankly, we don't really care. Oh. Uh, with all due respect to our, our boys over at the Uncontested, I'm sure they aren't really that invested at this point. Um, I think Giddy is out for the rest of Summer League. Chet's playing tonight. We're recording this um, Wednesday night, but Chet's probably done after this game in terms of Summer League. so um, But Thursday night coming up against the New York Knicks, um, I don't know if they've shut down like Quentin Grimes, who's been balling out for their Summer League team. Um, but you know Caleb Houston, Devin Kennedy, I don't know if we're even going to see those guys for the rest of Summer League at this point. Um, you know, they've played three games. Who knows? I think you said 1-1. One and one. I think I said 2-0. and oh. We're probably going to go 0-2 to finish, yeah. or 0-3. I think we'll play one more game this weekend. Um, you know, depending on where the standings are, we don't know who that's going to be just yet, but yeah, um, we're getting into the rough part of summer now. Summer league is like super winding down. None of the guys that are going to be playing really have a chance to make the roster at this point. Maybe they might make the Lakeland roster. Who knows? But summer league for the magic, especially if Caleb Houston and Devin Kennedy are shut down, um, really is like effectively over. Yeah. Cut short. From what we thought. So, yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. 
couple of things uh, before we close out the show here. So if you have not heard already, uh, we were nominated to Orlando Weekly's uh, Best of 22 ballot that they run each year. Uh, this year, we have been nominated for Best Local Podcast. So if you guys could go ahead and throw us a vote, that would be huge. You can find it at vote.orlandoweekly.com and go to the local notables category and then find us underneath Best Local Podcast. And then... Oh, so uh, one thing. Beecham, can I, I'm just going to interject here. We'll, we'll hold on to Kenny yeah, Beecham. Go okay? right ahead and interrupt me. Go okay. right ahead. Okay, cool. I wanted to just ask you, Jonathan, how your thoughts, you know, what you were thinking about superstar Steph Curry, probably going to be inevitably in Orlando Magic because he bought a home in Winter Park. I just yeah. wanted to interrupt. I felt that that was very important to talk about. I mean, it, that is news, although it's I, it's not really news, in my opinion. Um, believe it or not, Orlando is a nice place to live. And there's yep. a lot of famous people that live here wanted to have a Florida home, I guess. I mean, Steph Curry is probably under contract for like the next 75 years with the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, put together a trade package a for him, agent. by the way. Yeah, I definitely don't you think, think Donovan he's a free Mitchell? agent anytime soon. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> let's Let's get our takes right now. Are you trading for Donovan Mitchell? I am not. I don't I think what it boils down to is that I don't want to give up what it takes to get Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan if you Mitchell think you're is getting young Donovan enough, Mitchell without getting rid of either Paolo or Franz Wagner, I think you're mistaken. Out of your mind. And I just think that it's it it, it wouldn't make sense to be able to you know to, to give up those guys obviously. So, you know, you you see what the market's like right now. People are just asking for things left and right. I don't think the Magic are willing to part ways with what it takes. And I, don't and think I just, be. yeah, again, it, I think it just kind of goes against everything that they have been building for the last two years. Like, I feel like they do believe in this roster. They brought literally everyone back except Robin Lopez. And they just want to take this year, another year, now that roles are going to probably be a little bit more defined underneath Coach Mosley. They're going to take this year to now evaluate a few pieces, probably for the last time. We're talking about guys maybe like Chuma Okiki, Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, now that this is going to be you know, a lot of those guys third or fourth or fifth year with the team, and they're going to be able to make a decision on, okay, who are our pieces long-term moving forward? Even like guys like Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, I think that applies to really everybody outside of the guys that we've drafted the last two years. Add yeah. Wendell Carter to that. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, to me, it just doesn't make sense for the Magic to do that right now considering what they've done the last couple of years and what they've said in every single media availability since. Yeah. So, but yeah, Steph Curry, I mean, if he wants to play here, not going to say no, <laughs> but I just don't see it happening at least anytime no. soon. He's a big golf guy. So maybe that's why. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Florida, contrary to popular belief, it's not a terrible place to live. Yep. You know, the weather is not bad here. So no. just like, don't plan on doing anything from like, 4.30 to like 5.30 in the afternoon in the summer because it is going to be raining. You're getting showered on. Other than that, you're good. Okay, our guy Kenny Beecham, king of the fourth quarter. You may know him from Twitter and YouTube and all the other awesome basketball content that he does. He's been on like Inside the NBA. He's been all over like NBA content for years now. Um, he released a, a video on today's Wednesday, so that would have been Tuesday. Uh, he's talking about 
overreacting really to three days of summer league says a bunch of great things about Paolo Bancaro, which is really fun to hear. He's also wearing an Orlando Tracy McGrady shirt in the video. So shout out Mm -hmm. to Kenny, but he's doing this kind of thing where he wants to um, basically collab with a, a representative, a fan representative from every NBA team. And he's going to be doing like a YouTube series on that. So uh, if you want to go to that video again, I think it's Kenny for real. Yeah, is the YouTube the channel that he's doing that from. Yeah. He's doing it from that YouTube channel. He's got a bunch of YouTube channels, by the way. Um, but it's called Overreacting to Three Days of Summer League. So some of you have already taken the initiative and kind of gone and commented the six-man show and are liking comments that say the six-man show. If you've already done that, you guys are amazing. We were like kind of blown away by how many, like if someone was talking about the magic like we were mentioned in that. So we're super grateful for that. Um, but if you haven't done that, just go throw a little comment on there. Let Kenny know that you would like to hear us collab with him to talk about the Orlando Magic. Yeah, would be nice. A little way to spice up the off season. I think it's a cool concept from Kenny too, by the way. Um, we didn't really know about it in, until someone tagged us today. And they're like, hey, would love to see it. And I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then I went to that video just because like my, must be you know that most recent one. I was like, I I don't know where he's going to talk about this. And then he talks about the very front end, kind of like a housekeeping thing announcement that he's looking to do. So I I think it's a cool idea to get a rep from each team, a good way to kind of break up the summer and make it a little more exciting. Really good move. That's there's there's a reason he's uh, he's the king of content there on YouTube when it comes to basketball. And, And like Taylor Rooks, you know, she tweeted out today that she when she's trying to go through and find things to talk about with these guys in the interviews that she does she goes to the local beat writers the people that follow the team very closely because as she said they know the team best so shout out to taylor shout out to kenny because he's not going to you know on to you know espn and talking about these teams with whoever he wants to get with the people that really know the team the best so that's super exciting if that's an opportunity that comes our way we would freaking go crazy for that. So, yeah, if yeah. you'd like to see that, uh, go to, you know, Kenny For Real, his YouTube channel. Go to that video and, uh, you know, comment that you'd like to see the six-man show. That'd be really exciting. Luke, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We talked about maybe we'd be lucky to get 25 minutes out of this pod. We're now like 40 minutes plus, and I just like you figured you. we would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You have been listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.